1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network.
2: for the build four top studio. Boomer and Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Gio on the fan. We will be with CBS Sports Network at 8 a.m. We got more USA women's field hockey on CBS Sports Network. You can always find us on the free Odyssey app. Good Thursday morning. It is freezing outside. This is pure January for you in the tri-state area. We're getting more snow tomorrow, but then we get Divisional playoff weekend and the head coach carousel and all this stuff is still going on and you get some big news last night as mike mccarthy will be staying with the dallas cowboys so all the cowboy fans that were disgusted by that performance against the packers wanted jim harbaugh wanted bill belichick wanted mike Brabel. nope you're not getting any of those guys jerry jones says we are close we're so damn close we're so close that we lost by 30 points to a team we were favored 7 points over at home. We're that close. So close. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Yeah,
3: good morning, Jay. You know, I was uh, with uh, Coach Cower, Phil, and Nate Carlson last night as we were doing our Paley Center um, kind of chalk talk for you know, all the people to find out what's going on behind the scenes for the Super Bowl. Yeah. And this news broke last night. And quite frankly, I got to tell you, I was actually happy to hear it, you know, because I often talk about stability here on this radio show. And the sewer pit of social media can just basically affect everything and everybody if you allow it to. And sometimes these owners have got to step back. Take a look at what success they've had with their said coaches and then realize not to be emotional and not to get caught up in the nonsense and the idiocy that is going on out there. And it also is not just social media. It's it's us guys as, as well. It's the, the the shows that are on ESPN and Fox Sports 1 where the producers say, who should be the next coach of the Cowboys? Who should be the next quarterback of the Cowboys? Should they get rid of Jerry Jones? Should Jerry Jones sell it? You know, and all these dopey questions that – the, the on air talent has to answer and they have to answer it with you know hyperbole and they got to be you know you know this is this team and they've never won a championship since this year and that year and everything else and, and and some of us at times and i'm as guilty as anybody forget how difficult it is a job of what they're doing and you sometimes you just got to take a step back and you got to say okay there's one super Bowl winner, you never know who that's going to be depending on what kind of shape their teams get into late in the year. And then you sometimes run into a hot team and you end up getting blasted. And maybe your best player has his worst game of the year. And that's exactly what happened with the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. Same thing that happened with the Browns and, you know, um, and the Texans when, Uh, Joe Flacco threw two interceptions for touchdowns. Zach threw an interception for a touchdown and Darnell Savage read it perfectly and and took it back. And the game was basically over at that point. And that's what ends up happening. You Remember yesterday or two days ago, I think we were talking about stability or stable franchises. Franchises who have to go through transitions, franchises that sometimes make it to the playoffs or get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. And yet every year they're in the playoffs. And sometimes fans don't think it's good enough. And, and and a prime example of that is the Pittsburgh Steelers and what's going on with Mike Tomlin. Now Mike Tomlin's coming back for another year. Now I don't know if they'll give him a contract extension. I'm assuming that the way things work in the NFL, he'll get a contract extension. But if you talk to a diehard Steelers fan, and I did this last night, and I will not mention the person's name, it's Bill Cowher. No, what's the. <laughs> This was something completely different. This Steelers fan was just lamenting the fact that it's okay just to have winning seasons and make it to the playoffs. We haven't won a playoff game. We haven't won a Super Bowl since the last time Mike Tomlin won the Super Bowl. And, you know, maybe things get stale and we got to get rid of this guy and we got to get rid of that guy. And every fan that is passionate, like I am about the Rangers or the Knicks or the Mets, uh, we all think we have the answers and yet we're not in the building. And then I think about these franchises like... Pittsburgh, what the Jets wouldn't give to have a franchise that successful, even just winning regular season games. Forget about the playoffs for a second. Then you think about the 49ers, the Packers, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Steelers, of course, the Rams. I think that teams like the Cowboys and Eagles, and I think the Eagles are now going to keep Nick Sirianni, I think they're trying to to stay stable and realize the good things that have actually come out of the seasons that they've played with these coaches leading them. Now, this would be Coach McCarthy's fifth year. And this was Dak Prescott's best year by far as a starting quarterback with him calling the plays. There were three quarterbacks that threw for over 30, at least 30 or more touchdowns. The quarterbacks were Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, and Brock Purdy. That's it. Nobody else.
2: Yeah, and you talk about Mike Tomlin and Mike McCarthy. Their resumes are essentially exactly the same. Exactly. Exactly the same. And everybody will say, from a national standpoint, Mike McCarthy's got to go. And from a national standpoint, Mike Tomlin has to stay, which is interesting. Steeler fans feel differently. But I guess what it is that annoys people is sort of the way the fans of the Cowboys and the Steelers is how close you really are to getting over the hump and this is the problem I had with the Yankees and the way that they looked at things that year they got swept by the Astros. They kept saying, we made it to the ALCS. We made it to the ALCS. But fine, you did. That's a fact. But you were kicking everybody's ass in the beginning of the season. You fell apart towards the end of the season. You barely got by the Guardians. Then you got swept by the team that always beat you. So you weren't that close. You made it to the ALCS, but you weren't that close. The Pittsburgh Steelers' last four playoff games they have played, they have lost. They gave up 45 points to the Jaguars, 48 points to the Cleveland Browns, 42 points to the Kansas City Chiefs, and then 31 points to the Buffalo Bills. They get there and then they get their face kicked in. And that's what's gone on with the Cowboys. So I take a look at the Steelers this year.
3: And, you know, Mike Tomlin won 10 games with three different quarterbacks who were very average at best. And he also lost his best player and most likely the defensive player of the year in T.J. Watt for the most important game, the Buffalo Bill game on the road. Sure. And they hung in there. I mean, like it wasn't like they were inept. I mean, they didn't have a great passing game. You know, one of their wide receivers fumbles the ball. Then the quarterback throws an interception in the end zone where they're driving to score. And I'm like, I I, I understand. I understand the frustrations because I haven't won a cup since 1994, for God's sake. And I want that, too. Uh, but I also recognize that, you know, how hard it is to do it in these leagues. And look at, I mean, if you compare some of these teams that I just gave you on that list, you know, the 49ers won the last time they won a Super Bowl. Uh, You know, but yet they're a great.
2: But that's a team, you know, is close. You know, they're close. They are legitimately close.
3: I would also say to you, I'm telling you, the Cowboys are close, too. They they lost their entire linebacking core, except for Micah Parsons who was playing all over the place as opposed to one spot. If They would have Leighton Vander Esch on the field. Maybe they would have been better and they would have been able to stop Aaron Jones. They're out there with six defensive backs because Dan Quinn is saying, I got to put my best players on the field, even though they're small. (laughs) You know, we're going to get run over by a running back who is now finally healthy again for the Packers. It's, you know, a lot of this is timing. A lot of this is luck. When I take a look at now the Kansas City Chiefs, they're going on the road to the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo is playing with A.J. Klein, who five weeks ago was on the couch. He made 11 tackles against the Steelers. Now he's going to be out there against the Kansas City Chiefs. And we forget just how good some of these teams are. And you have a top-flight defense in Kansas City. You have pop. We all still believe that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. I don't care about what stats show you or anything else. They finally found a wide receiver, Rasheed Rice, and you know they have a top offensive line. They got Isaiah Pacheco who's is going to be the hammer. So, like they're catching. I believe it would be better if they would be playing an Arrowhead, but they're catching the Bills at the right time in terms
2: of the Bills' defense and their injuries. Sure. Now, you always say, when you want to get rid of somebody, what is the replacement? When it comes to Dak Prescott, it's very easy. There is no replacement. You're not going to find anybody better than Dak Prescott. But this particular offseason, I can give you three guys right off the bat that I believe are better coaches than Mike McCarthy. And that's why I also think that Dallas Cowboy fans are pissed off. And those three guys are Belichick. Carroll, we'll see what he wants to do, and Mike Vrabel, and Jim Harbaugh, by the way, which I don't know if he would go there, but that's another guy. You can throw him in the mix. There's four guys that I can confidently say are better coaches than Mike McCarthy, and they're going to stick with them. So that part of the equation where if you're going to get rid of them, who are you going to replace them with, there's championship coaches available that they didn't even go and talk to. so Or maybe they did, and we don't know about it. but
3: uh, or maybe Or maybe the players... Went in there and told Jerry Jones, look, we love playing for this coach. You know, I, I don't know why, like, you know, you always play- tell you, you can't
2: you can't listen to the players. Well, well, I'm, right?
3: I'm just saying they do have player exit interviews. And, you know, you saw what went on in Vegas. You saw how these players are basically saying we want Antonio Pierce as our head coach. And you were even saying that, and and we all believe that you know there is something to be said about that. You don't necessarily want to listen to all the players, especially when the players saying, "Bring this guy in here, bring that guy in there." And you know how we learned that? <laughs> we saw that with Aaron Rodgers. Well, huh. so like you know, let the general manager do his job. But they do have exit interviews for a reason, and you the reason you have exit interviews is to get the temperature of what's going on in the locker room. Now, what's interesting about that? If if I had to go by. Like what Darius Slay, the defensive back for the Philadelphia Eagles, said yesterday, he, he said it was like, uh, you know, playing for, you know, within two marriages with two different defensive coaches. And it completely, according to him, of course, and he's a player, upset whatever rhythm they had on defense and they never really had a rhythm over the last six to seven weeks due a large part to injuries for them too but also not being able to get to the to, to the opposing quarterback like they did last year which made his job a lot easier in the secondary so you know there was player injuries there's player defections there's big contracts being paid out and other players are getting left off the roster because they can't afford them there's a lot of variables that go on in the nfl and just in professional sports in, in general and i'm sometimes i I, I, I read all these different things, and I and I listen to what everybody's out there saying. And like I said, I'm one of these mouthpieces here. But, I mean, my God, he's won 36 games in three years. Dak Prescott is a second-team All-Pro. You want to bring in one of these other coaches, that's fine. That means you're bringing in a whole other system, a whole other person in the ear of the quarterback who is the most important person in the, in the, uh, in the entire league, and the most important relationship, I believe, G., It's not the morning guys, you know, on a particular radio show, which is very important, by the way, and how they get along. But the head coach and the quarterback of a respective NFL football team is the most important relationship
2: in the entire sporting world. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring hockey into this conversation, and that's usually your role, but I'm going to give you an example. Your boy, Gerard Gallant, as you like to call him, Elmer Fudd, back-to-back 100-point seasons. Goes to a Eastern Conference final his first year. Second year, they run into this Devils team that was really hot. They lost in seven games to them, and then he got fired. He was gone. I mean, team was playing pretty well, but how close really were they? They get a new coach, and right now, even after a little bit of an up-and-down type of deal, but they have been kicking everybody's ass, and they could very easily have the most points in the league by the time of the uh, end of the season. So I would tell you they won't. But I will also say this, that hockey is a
3: completely different sport, a completely different set of circumstances. And again, I go back to the quarterback and the head coach relationship. And when you look at the eight teams that are left in uh, professional football right now in the finals, in the divisional rounds, and you look at like John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson, is there a a better relationship? Oh, maybe it's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Maybe it's Sean McDermott and Josh Allen. I mean, and then this is where Mike McCarthy really... If there's any leverage that a coach like McCarthy has is the relationship that he has with his quarterback and the success that that quarterback has had. And look at C.D. Lamb. Look at the numbers that he put up. I mean, I guess if you're a fantasy football player, it's great because maybe they won you your fantasy championship. But I guess for the Dallas Cowboy fans, you know, changes is in the offing every year, it seems like. And uh, I, I happen to be a Dak Prescott fan. People who have never played the position, think the guy stinks for some reason.
2: Well, I, they you don't know, think he stinks. I, they think he can't win a big game, you know, which is I, a different I mean, eventually, situation.
3: Eventually, eventually, it will happen. They are a good team. They have a good roster. They will continue to build on that roster. They may lose their defensive coordinator, whose defense just got shredded. But then again, you got to remember Dak Prescott did throw two six, uh, 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 or one pick six. I mean, I mean, like it all goes hand in hand. I, I, what I saw it, I was actually kind of relieved because I'm sick and tired of talking about coaches getting fired, you know, and, uh, it's just like sooner or later, you just got to sit down and, and take a look at everything that has gone on. I mean, I, I look at uh, Matt LaFleur up in uh, with the Packers. How many games, have,
2: big games that they lost at home with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback? Right. Well, of course, yes. I mean, after that one Super Bowl that they won back in the 2010 season, there was that a was lot of disappointments. McCarthy. Yeah, r- right. Um, with Aaron Rodgers, though, I'm talking about oh, yeah. in Green Bay. There was a lot of disappointments with McCarthy and then with LaFleur. After that in the postseason. Uh, But not every organization is the same. And this is fueled by the owner. Because the owner talks all the time. And Jerry Jones got off to such a great start as an owner. Built a dynasty. And then since then, they haven't sniffed that type of success in the postseason. Hold on. So when the owner is saying... I got to win, and all that matters to me is a Super Bowl, and I'm going to die soon. The fan base is going, well, hell, if he wants it, then that's what I want. And what are you doing if you're getting your ass kicked in the playoffs if you think that the Super Bowl is the only thing that matters and you're going to die? And you're going to keep everybody? That's nuts. And
3: here's the thing. You know, that's the big problem. The big problem there is is him. Now, they're good. They do a good job of drafting. They do a good job of cultivating and developing players. There's no question about that. But, you know, they had a coach, Jason Garrett, who could handle Jerry Jones. Didn't let Jerry Jones really affect him as a coach. And he did a good job. Yeah. And then when it finally, you know, got stale and they decided to move on, they bring in Mike McCarthy, who's got to deal with the same crap. You know, that's the crap that you have to deal with. I mean, like, very rarely do our teams here deal with that crap or do the uh, coaches deal with that. You know, I mean, John Mara talks when he has to talk. Woody Johnson talks when he has to talk. But quite frankly, they're not on the radio every week. And, and, you know, boasting about the Cowboys and saying dopey
2: things on the radio. Also answering questions every single week about the coach's future.
3: And so that's why I'm telling you that not every coach is long for that job just simply because the ownership is so wacky at times. I mean, could you imagine Bill Belichick going down there? And 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 coaching with that guy giving interviews and everything else on the uh, side. Bill, Bill Parcells did it. Well, he wanted the money. Okay. Well, he wanted the money. And but he I'm got saying. The
2: money. But what's what's the conversation though? Is the conversation that Bill Belichick couldn't handle that situation, or is it that um, Bill Belichick just wants to to cash a check and he's not going to. He's going to deal with whatever that that comes with it.
3: I think Bill Belichick wants to control a lot of things that are going on. He doesn't want people on Twitter or X. He doesn't want people out there on Instagram. He doesn't want owners, you know, yapping to uh, to reporters. He certainly doesn't want assistant coaches yapping to reporters and leaking outside the building. I mean, Gerard Mayo gave a press conference yesterday, the new head coach of the New England Patriots. He said more in his first press conference ever as the head coach of the Patriots than Bill
2: Belichick did in 24 years. Well, yeah, of course. But anybody who took that job, you would say that. About. No, I'm
3: saying for 24 years.
2: Yeah, no, I, I know. I mean, that. but that's his M.O. That's not a surprise. He didn't say anything. Whoever was the next guy was going to say more than Bill Belichick said. But, I mean, do you, but
3: do you agree with me? He said more in one press. Well, yeah, but, one, uh, but, as opposed right, but that was a lock. The, 10,000 press conferences that Bill Belichick had given.
2: Yeah, but that that's a lock, though. It didn't matter who the next head coach was. They would say more than Bill Belichick said in in, uh, in uh, 25 years. It's amazing. Jordan Mayer said, you know, I had to get away from Bill. <laughs> Bill drafted you. Bill
3: molded you. Bill gave you uh, an opportunity. He said that? Yeah, he, like, he was joking. Because he went to, uh-huh. uh, I, I think, some leadership group or something to kind of understand people and interactions with people and things of that nature. That's a whole other story for another day. But he's he kind of said, you know, I got to I had to get away from Bill, Uh, you know, Bill did it the right way. And, you know, Gerard's going to do it his way. And Gerard's all about giving people titles and, and knowing what their responsibilities are, as opposed to the blurred lines of what Bill Belichick had going on up there. But those blurred lines only went to nine Super Bowls. Huh. And won six of them. That's right. I mean, so those, so that that does work. But even Gerard did say, you know, I was drafted in 2008. Things are completely different in 2024. And he's right. The game has changed significantly. And to me, no coach adapted more quickly than Bill Belichick did to the new game. You know, the problem with him is that he lost the greatest quarterback of all time and guys like Julian Edelman and Wes Welker and Rob Gronkowski, guys that he drafted or traded for. Um, and, you know, and, and you know, it's kind of interesting. You think about how all those great offenses that they did have with all those great offensive players, it's a former middle linebacker that now becomes the head coach who replaces him. That
2: is correct. So we'll see what happens with Nick Sirianni. We'll see where Bill Belichick goes. This is far from over this offseason of craziness with the coaching. It's Boomer and Geo.
0: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend
4: today. Oh, make me over. I'm all I want to be.
2: Over and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Well, oh, not CBS Sports Network. Sorry, we'll be with them at 8 a.m. The free Odyssey app. We got the women's field hockey on now. They are playing Japan in India. Jerry Recco out today. He does not have the neurovirus, which is a good thing. I also reached out to him, and there's no way in hell if he did not throw up yesterday, which he didn't, that he would have the neurovirus. So He doesn't know what it is. So he's going to the doctor today so we hope that he gets better but he, if it was a neurovirus he would have been puking and pooping like crazy yesterday and he said he was not uh so that is a good thing
3: so- any uh any congestion or is it just the aches and
2: pains and chills he said uh fever yeah and uh let's see I'll actually I'll go back did he and he do the COVID?
3: did he do the covid
2: I don't think he d- did the COVID test. He may at the doctor today.
3: Maybe he's the first guy with the
2: new thing that you were talking about yesterday. Oh, yeah, that uh, with the humanized mice? Yes. Let's see. still lightheaded uh, with a fever, and he passed out for six hours when he went home. So that's what he's got going on. This guy's got gonorrhea. <laughs> nah, I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know, about I don't know that. if it's gonorrhea. <laughs> Come on. It'd be more like a syphilis thing, I would think. Those symptoms, <laughs> right, Peter? I would think so. Yeah, gonorrhea, yeah.
5: syphilis, so. and uh, herpes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? It would be a lot. That'd be a big problem. All right, big problem. Good yeah. to see you
3: today. Good to see you too. Yeah, you know, been a long I time. I hope Jerry's
2: feeling better. Yeah, yeah, sure you are. Wait, you yeah. also yeah. want to be here tomorrow? I heard you say that. Like, day, well, no, jerry's Jerry just want to make day. sure. Do I need to be on standby
5: because I'd have to move some things around? But I can do What it. are you moving around? I got things. You and Vinnie People, tickets. Me- you and Vinny no. tickets. It's we tape, we taped that show yesterday. <laughs> no, you did. So it's not Vinny okay. tickets. Yeah, we taped the show on Wednesday. So you yeah. and Vinny tickets are going to Vegas. We are. Yeah, that's well, unbelievable. Well, he'd be going anyway for his ticket side of things. But yeah. Well, what the hell are you gonna do out there? We're gonna we're gonna record some video interviews from Radio Row for okay. a few days. All right. And then we're gonna edit together the best of for the the radio version of the show that airs on the LI News Radio. Uh, station on saturday morning all right very good maybe stop by say hello to you guys are you gonna do it that early in the morning you're gonna show we're up no well a, i mean i would make like a special you know you know alarm on my clock to come up, come over and yeah, say hello we are, we are not at I radio know. row you know what's that we are not i know i know well okay. I can get around easily in vegas yeah, where are you staying i'm not sure yet <laughs> oh, my god. oh my god i can't you, even imagine he's room? got a block of rooms
2: He's got Vinny Tickets as a block of rooms. yeah,
5: because well, he owns Ticket Bash. It's like a secondary ticket market. So he's got like a bunch of hotel rooms. I mean, what what, what are we talking about? Like, you know, Hilton Garden On the strip, I was told.
3: On the strip. Ooh, Peter's on the strip. Wow, block
2: of rooms for Vinny Tickets and Schwartz on the (laughs) strip.
3: There you go. Gotta love that. I'll tell you what, yesterday we had to go deep into the bullpen. We had a guy, came in here, eat some innings for us. <laughs>
2: Billy Jockalone
5: did a great job. I thought he did a tremendous job.
2: I mean, for, for somebody doesn't do it. Yeah. yeah, well, of course. And had no idea it was going to happen until 30 seconds. Before we came back, and he just took it over. He did yeah. it. Jerry, Jerry looked incredible. a little nervous at first. Oh yeah, but then I thought he settled in
5: and did a really fine, solid job. I mean, yeah. you know, Jerry put us in a real lurch yesterday.
3: Just completely put us in a lurch. Definitely, I'm not coming in. And I don't feel well. As opposed to like leaving right. right in the middle. It's like it's like when you have your pitcher out there, like Max Scherzer, and oh. he throws three pitches in the first inning, or your quarterback goes down after four plays. Yeah. Like, what the hell do you do? What are you going to do?
5: Right. It's like right. the 49ers in the championship game last year. Yeah, David Wells got thrown out of a World Series game in the first
2: inning. Remember that? That's Against right. The Marlins.
5: Yes. I mean, that kind of set the Yankees back a little bit there.
2: Now, we'll talk about this later, uh, but I do want to know something from Peter. <clears throat> How soon after the new program director is named, are you going to email that person <laughs> and bug them for on-air shifts? Are you going to wait like two minutes, well, three I mean, minutes? Do you think it's going to be
5: someone from within or Do you think they're going to go outside the company? I've officially thrown my name into the ring. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, here we go again. Yeah, oh,
3: my God.
5: Oh, God. Here, here we go. go. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Once again, I now really got to deal with I this. I will say this. What? Uh, and I and I said this on social media yesterday. Oh, good. I'm glad. Everybody saw it. Everybody it. I will it. say this. I've been working at the radio station since 2009. It took until 2021 to get a chance to host some shows. So I thank Spike so much for that opportunity to do that. And I wish him the best. So hopefully the new person is as accommodating as Spike has been.
3: You know what I think? I think Spike said... If Marash can do this, I can do this. <laughs> and he was inspired by Marash's success in the afternoon.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a tremendous success. I will talk more about Spike a little bit later. I just wanted to see uh, where Peter's head was at with this whole thing. Yeah, I, I'm happy for him.
5: All right, good. I did a good job here. Yes. Got everything
3: in line. Did you put any money into that $1,000 T-shirt that we
5: bought? I wasn't asked about it. I was actually uh, okay, kind of annoyed. Okay. I was actually kind of annoyed when I watched it that day because now I feel like word gets around who who contributed, who did not. And I don't want to be labeled as someone who had no cuz you know I've been involved in all those office things. Oh, you know, Joanne is leaving the office and let's get her something and some people either want to donate to the gift or don't. I I feel like I, I didn't even get a chance to do that.
2: Yeah, that was you got to blame Tom Izzo and Dove for that. that oh, was really? Okay. All right. All right. Because I, I was a little perturbed about that. I didn't know who else they asked. But you hate being left out of stuff. I don't like being like. like I know. mean, it's amazing. This is go, This must go deep into your childhood when you were like the last person picked in gym I class. I was always or something. the last person picked. I was not much of an athlete. I, I mean, any know? time that you're Thank not God, asked Bradley to do something, somewhere this and Jared got it somewhere so. really bothers you when yeah. you're not asked to do something or be a part of something. It yeah. really hits you, especially in your
5: when I believe
3: I deserve to be involved in it. Yeah. Did you put anything out there on X about you know how you were you felt
5: like left out? No, I'm trying to minimize the complaint. Complaining I do about things
2: because yeah. even when I feel warranted doing it, it comes back to bite me in the ass sometimes. I mean, could you get two more different people than Peter Schwartz and Al Dukes? Like, Peter <laughs> Schwartz wants to be invited to everything and be a part of everything and Al, when he gets invited to something, is just sick about it. Yeah. I want no part of this. Don't ask me. Don't put that pressure on me. I don't want to hang out with you. I don't want to contribute to anything. Just leave me alone. Now I asked him if he was excited about going to Vegas. He said, no, not one bit. <laughs> you
5: know, the, the funny thing is, is that yesterday, behind the scenes, you know, I said, hey, guys,
3: our friends at Gabriella's would like us to go out to dinner down there. Down in, uh, down in Red Bank. And, you which know, it's close enough to Al. Right. Right. I mean, it's right up the road from Al. Like, we would have to drive.
2: That would be a problem.
3: And, you know, I'm like trying to put a thing together for the team. You know, before we go to the Super Bowl, let's come together and let's talk about what we're going to do. I was like, can we do it at four o'clock in the afternoon? I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> God, <I don't> <laughs> uh, this
2: would be a weekday that we'd be doing it this? It would have to be a weekday, yeah. Oof. Because you're not leaving Long Island on the weekend. I'm, I wouldn't, but then that really, okay. that, I, with Al, it has to be like 5 o'clock the latest. Because the last time you guys went out down there, I don't know if it was Gabriella's or another place, Al was like oh, panic it was Gabriel- texting it was, yeah. Yeah, it was at 8.45, we, I, I think we're just starting to eat. Yeah, yeah. you were panic texting That was the me. failed fishing expedition. Yeah, I actually, uh, that's right, because I got COVID and I was home. I remember that now. That sucked, that whole thing. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, i got yeah, yeah, to get out You try to tell
3: people here. like Doug Wells, hey, look, we'll come down for dinner. Tell the folks at Gabriella's we're all in. Great restaurant. Love it. But we got to eat at 5 o'clock. Next thing you know, it's like 730. And Doug Wells is like, <laughs> 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 look, he's not even paying
2: attention. Right. Wiping Bernays sauce off his, his, his chin. Laughing. Off
3: his forehead. <laughs> yeah, his, forehead. <laughs> he's <got> his face <laughs> in his plate.
2: Uh, all right, Peter, we didn't give you a ton of time here, but uh, I don't think you're going to need it. So let's see what you got. Well, let's, uh, let's go this way here. The report is brought to you by Jack Pocket.
5: Order official state lottery games are on your phone. NFL Mike McCarthy returns for his fifth season as head coach of the Cowboys. The Patriots formally introduced new head coach Gerard Mayo. He said he is not Bill Belichick. For me, I'm not trying to be Bill. I'm not trying to be Bill. I think that Bill is his own man. Uh, if you can't tell by now, I'm a little bit different even up here. Mayo, the 15th head coach in Patriots history. Name uh, the other ones. Name the other ones. Uh, Bill Belichick. Yeah. Pete Carroll. Yeah. Uh, Bill Parcells. Yeah. Um, Raymond Berry. Okay. Yep. Uh, if he got past um, this, I'd be impressed. Yeah. Uh, um, oh, crap. What's his name? Yeah. Um, it did yeah. good enough. Yeah, it did fine. good enough. Did I mean, good enough. it's like, you know, who cares about the Patriots? I mean, come on, <laughs> you you know? do. You hate them. I do, but I think the worst part of it is over now. <laughs> you th- So you think. Yeah. Well, I hope. Yeah. You can't take too much more of this. So they draft Jaden Daniels and you're running after his asshole yeah. for the next uh, 10 years. Oh. Oh, man. Whew. It ain't easy being green. On the New Heights podcast, speaking of green, Eagle center Jason Kelsey disputes the report that he told his teammates he's retiring. I'm not trying to be dramatic and continue to draw this thing out. I'm really not. It's just something that I think, uh, you know, when it's time to officially announce, you know, what's happening in the future, it'll be done in a a way that's, you know, definitive and pays respect to a lot of people and uh, individuals that have meant a lot to me and has led to the career I've had. So he's basically saying... I didn't say it yet, but it sounds like it's certainly going to well, happen. Well, I have to apologize to
3: him because I, I gave him kudos for being one of the greatest centers of his time and the surefire first ballot Hall of Famer and, you know, kind of said good luck to him and, you know, thanks for all the memories and, and said he's one of the great Philly athletes of all time. Yeah. So now I've got to take that back and I've got to wait for this big, grandiose press conference <laughs> where, you know, we're, we're, we're retiring the jersey and everybody's crying. Yeah. And everything else. So I've got to wait until that and then I've got
5: to redo that. So. Did you see that uh, he drove through a McDonald's? I did and see. And handed his. a signed jersey to his favorite employee at McDonald's.
2: That had to be a pretty cool thing for that employee. A- absolutely, and she was thrilled. And there were pictures and everything else. It's the type of guy he is. Yeah, you know. I think I saw you do that once at a Wendy's <laughs> in Levittown, didn't you?
5: Didn't you sign no, a like, head come set? here? I get Boomer to sign him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> By the way,
5: I have a favorite. to Ask you later on. In the yeah, morning. I'm sure you do. I do. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> not for me. It's I'm for somebody else. Oh, Super for Bowl somebody tickets. else now. No, now tickets. we're going Leech Spot no, on Peter need Super Sports. Sports. I'm not staying for the game. I got to come home. I got other things to do. Oh, okay. I was going to say, FAN Benny, shift that Sunday night. Ask so. Benny tickets for tickets. <laughs> well, no, I've, listen, I just need you to take care of something else. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm still waiting for the... St- what's happening with the stadium series that was part of the Lushman yeah, Club. Yeah, it, it, it,
2: it was. I think you'll be fine with that. Okay. Don't just worry. it. just want to make sure. Didn't wind up going to Billy Joel on New Year's Eve. I... Right. But you'll be fine with the stadium okay. series. Um,
3: when are they releasing the jerseys for that? Next what's, week. What's the NHL waiting
2: for? Next week.
3: I thought they'd have it out already. And we all did. I thought they'd have them out for Christmas. But, you know, the Rangers did their new third jersey for Christmas. Do you like that? Yeah, they're fine. I do
5: like, I like. yeah, I like uh, the navy blue collar. I love it. Um let me move ahead to basketball really quick. Knicks welcome back their point guard.
2: So nice to watch
5: he's surrounded by the oh, right to get the foul. That's why he's a stroke, folks. A virtuoso. Kenny Albert, Clyde Frazier, MSG. Knicks beat the Rockets, 109-94. Julius Randle 31. Jalen Brenson had 30 in his return after missing a couple of games with a bruised left calf. As for the Nets, heartbreaking loss, 105-103 in Portland. Anthony Simons at the game-winning shot with two-tenths of a second to go. Um, there was sad news from the NBA yesterday. Warriors assistant coach Dejan milo Yavich passed away Wednesday as a result of a heart attack. So the Warriors-Jazz game was uh, canceled last night or postponed. Uh, Rutgers over Nebraska in overtime, 87-82. The Mets are going to retire Doc Gooden's number 16 on April 14th, there are strawberries number 18 on June 1st. At the Rock, Devils lose to the Canadians 3-2. to two. I had a great play-by-play. I'll save it for next hour of Matt Laughlin. So we'll get to that next hour. Okay. And the Blackhawks-Sabers game in Buffalo last night was postponed because of another snowstorm well, in Buffalo. St-
3: I told you guys, a big snowstorm is gone. Now the lake they go- snow- I think on Sunday it's going to be clear. But they'll have to dig out the stadium again,
5: and they're going to play tonight.
3: And by the way, for the Knicks, you know the Knicks now have Washington, then Toronto, with quickly and Barrett coming back to the Garden, and then they have Brooklyn. So they got the next these next three games. They got to win these next three games.
2: Yeah, I mean especially against the Nets because they suck. God, that team's terrible. They lost to the Trailblazers. It was just pathetic. Jacques right. Vaughn running out of
5: ways to draw positives out of these games. You listen. Back to the Vaughn. story. Nobody's listening to yeah, nobody, Jacques
2: Vaughn no. after the games, man. There's like six people watching these games. Nobody's watching post-games. Poor there. Evan Roberts.
0: I'm yeah. a loser.
3: Yeah, well, anyway, the next three games for the Knicks are going to be vital. They need to beat these bad teams. And then they got Denver-Miami after that. So let's take these three. And it's you could see, like, last night with Hart and Ananobi playing the way that they did. I mean, those trades are great. I don't care what anybody says. I well, think they're I like no one's 72 arguing with a trade. I think uh, – Kenny Albert was saying last night they're seven and two. They were six and two last night until they won. Now seven and two since the trade. So that's great. Yep, keep it rolling, man.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.
5: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. medella the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
2: All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. You know I love listening to our buddy Chris McMonagle C-Mac, on the overnight when I'm driving in. It was. Sal Licata for a while there. love listening to Sal. We used to get some funny moments from him, screaming at callers and other things, and C-Mac is finding his own groove and sort of doing the same. And I thought that this one call that was... It went on for a while, but uh, we broke it up into the important parts. Really encapsulated what overnight sports talk radio is. Because on one hand, it's a family. And then on the other hand, it is really, really hardcore sports talk. And everything... Was put together in this one phone call. So here is here is part one of this phone okay. call. Brett in Long Island, what's up, Brett? How are you? Long
5: time. Ahead of yeah, it's to been you. a while. Where the hell you been? Uh, it's been a rough one. I'm not going to, you know, personally. But okay, well, fire... I hope I hope everything's all right there, Brett. Yeah, we
3: lost
2: mom, but uh, I'm, I'm back. sorry. I'm really uh, sorry. To hear. I'm sorry uh, to hear that. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's so, all. Uh anyway, uh, yeah. All right. So that's the beginning. You know, sharing the personal news about his family, why he hasn't called. C Mac genuinely feels for Brett on Long Island losing his mother. Fast forward two minutes, and you get this. It's been five, it's five years. How many times? How and many years Beach. can we wait to evaluate him? How can this we consistently say that?
5: Coaches? Let's fire Dayball too and get another coach. Yeah, how let's do that. Co-
2: let's. Fly. I mean, come on. How many coaches? <laughs> Last year he was awful too. All right, there you go. All right.
3: (laughs) Is that not? It it went from just the the whole Mm. feeling of genuine and, I don't know, I can't explain it to you. It just felt like they knew each other for a long time. That they'd been friends. Yep. And then one minute later,
2: it's been five years. How long are we going to evaluate this guy? Oh, fire day ball too. Yeah, why do we do that? (laughs) Hangs up on him. Sorry about your family.
3: Well, at least it wasn't about the Yankees.
2: (laughs) Oh, right. Uh, I only heard one Yankee point during my entire drive-in. So things are getting a little bit better there on Yankee House. So that must have been an important point. What was it? Ah, Kohler called up. I believe it was Maury and Belmore who called up and had a Yankee point and and C-Mac answered it. So that was it. C-Mac didn't even bring it up on his own.
3: So C-Mac's becoming the go-to Yankee guy. becoming i just i think he has been well he is i guess you're
2: right yeah he is the de facto yankee man and the yankee fans are not thrilled with him all the time because they think he defends brian cashman too much but yes he is the he's the big yankee guy so since we're talking about the station we'll talk a little bit more about spike the news yesterday our program director spike eskin leaving this job to go to wip to be that's our sister station in philadelphia sports talk radio to be the afternoon drive host with Ike Reese, former Eagle, and a, a guy named Jack Fritz, who I believe was producing the show, sort of like a third voice type of deal. And when we found out about this, obviously we were surprised. He was only here for two and a half years. So personally, you know, I was disappointed about it because I really worked well with him and I really liked him and the creativity and humor that he brought to these meetings and planning Boomer and Geo Live was unique To me, because I had really never experienced that uh, from a boss. And I thought he was going to be here for a decade or more. And that I'd be working with him for a decade or more. So that was disappointing, obviously. But you have to feel great for him because this is something that he wanted to do. It opened up. It was the right time. His father had that shift for a very long time. So it means a lot to him. (sighs) And if you like a guy... As you say, if you really love somebody, you let him go. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Right, but uh, you know uh, what I'm saying. Yes, is that it, this is what he wanted to do, mm-hmm. and he it, he didn't just leave us in the dust and not think about that. I mean, it was it was a tough decision for him, and I'll be listening and I'll be rooting for him, and I'll always have goodbye his support. I mean, my support. I'll always give him my support. Um, but yeah, I was I was I was disappointed because he did a great job here. I got along with him great, and he was very very creative and funny, and and that's the type of stuff that I like. Yeah, we knew Scuttlebutt was coming, <laughs> and we
3: knew it was going to be announced after we were off the air. Yep. And then immediately, Andrew Marshan has you know new shake up coming at the WFAN studio. Shake up, shake up. He loves that word, shake up. Yeah. Um. You know. But anyway, this was yeah. This was uh, spikes. Choice, and, and quite frankly, he had to fill some very, very big shoes in what Mark Chernoff built here and was a yep. big part of. We all know that, and we yep. love Mark. Of course. And uh, Spike came in and, and, quite frankly, did it seamlessly. And when we when we had heard, all of us together, uh, we, were a little, we, were, we were shocked, disappointed, but also happy. You know, we were happy for him. We wanted the T-shirt back <laughs> uh, that we gave him, the $1,000 T-shirt. Uh, but then we figured, you know, that would make a good going-away present.
2: Yes, that is true, and after learning about all of this, I did find out that he, he knew he was going when we gave him that t-shirt, and that was part of the reason why he was a little bit emotional that yeah, day, I too. Think he's, I think he's probably little, like, oh, crap. Oh, this is tough.
3: Al, how would you rate his emotional state when he was talking to us, letting us know that he was leaving? I would say very emotional. Very. You'd say very? Yeah.
2: Eddie, how about like you? Like
3: almost uh, tearful.
2: Uh, emotional, but under control. I didn't think he was close to breaking yeah. down. See, it's
3: interesting. Al says very
2: emotional. Yeah. I thought very emotional too.
3: You said very emotional.
2: Yeah. I, I think he was very emotional. I think he was, I think he was close to breaking down. There was a quiver for sure. hundred percent.
3: That, that bottom lip quivered. And so if, like if something else, Jerry else had happened. Jerry Jones face, you know how they did that thing? <laughs> did Jerry Jones face yeah. after the game. Right. A crying face. It was kind of like
2: that. And if, if we had a different reaction or something, he might've broken and cried. I think everybody, you know, we we're like happy right off the bat too for him. You know what I equated this to I was thinking about this? This is sort of like, let's say you're in, you're in college and you, you meet a girl that you're dating and she's quirky and, and great and, and different and funny and have a great time with them for a couple of years. But you realize that that girl never wants to be a mother. That's sort of the way I equate this to. So then you have to break up with them, and you got to find somebody else because you want to you want to build a family. The PD is like our mother here, sort of. Yeah, you're like you know what this this person here, she's great, but she just she's just not the one, I guess that you can you can see into the future with. You got you got to let them go and do their own thing and go to like art school or something and get all sorts of piercings and stuff. It's just you know it's great. It was a great little like you know two and a half year fling, but you just know. You just know that that person, that girl, did not want to start a family, and you had to say goodbye. Spike sucks. Spike sucks. <laughs> we love Spike. Yes, he didn't Spike. suck, but you know. skinny vegan hipster. Yeah, which still remains true. Right. You. you I think even h- hammers that point more so after him leaving WFAN. Yeah, you and you and him had a very unique relationship. <clears throat> I, uh,
3: you know, as I was saying, so I think what we should do here. Like in celebration of Spike leaving, is rank his decision making? Like, like let's rank like where he's put people, oh you know, on the radio God. show. Like, like if I think of C Mac in the overnights,
5: yeah, you
3: know, I give that a B. <laughs> right, that's a B. That's a B right now. It's a B. Would you Would you agree? <laughs> I love this.
2: Yes, this is great. This is awesome for you. <laughs> now you now love this he, kind of stuff. Did he put Sal there first, or was that turnoff? No, that was... No. Chernoff put him in the overnight right. full-time. But
3: then he moved Sal with BT. So now how do you rank that decision? Oh, I give it an A. You
2: give that an A. I give that an A. I love that show.
3: Al, you're a big radio guy. Yeah. How do you rank what I just said? C-Mac overnight? I'll
2: right give now? that a B as well.
3: A B? Give mm-hmm. him a B, okay. And then you give Sal a what?
2: I'll give that an A.
3: Really? hmm I mean, like, so when um, Aaron Rodgers, for instance... It was going on McAfee and just, you know, going after Jimmy Kimmel and everything else. like that. They, He didn't want to talk about it. Good point. So is that an A? It's
2: a B. What a minus. A minus. You just get a little demerit for that. That's all. And they're still yeah, it's, working things out. It's personality driven. So people seem to like them. So I'm going to give it an A. Well, Eddie's going to give everything an A, aren't you? I'll give C-Mac an A minus. Okay. All right. Now, Evan, Tiki and
3: Sean. I, yeah, that's the next one. Evan Tiki and Sean. What
2: do you give that I'll give that a B as well. That's a B. will a. Uh, go I'll go B for that one. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible <laughs> <laughs> no, you, what about you? <laughs>
3: um you know what i like I kind of like the dynamic. I kind of like the screaming, yelling over Tiki. You know what like they, I they And poor Tiki gets put in a bad spot sometimes, and he's very uncomfortable. So I kind of like that. They suck.
2: I give him an A minus. <laughs> i I'll go B-plus with room to grow. How about yeah, that? Oh, yeah, A-minus with room to grow for sure. All right, it's funny because we're talking about Spike. Yeah. And one of the things he hates is when we're late to this break. So there you go, Spike. We are now blowing through the break talking about you and your career. So what do you want? And we have more to talk about, don't we? Yeah, sure, we do. Yeah, because he made other decisions around here, sucked ass. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what Jerry thinks about Spike's. Decision. I mean, I
3: mean, if you if you looked at like the uh, the responses to Marshan's articles, you would think that Spike has completely blown this whole
2: place up, and the place sucks. I mean, that, that is the sewer pit
3: of social media,
2: right? Sure, and that's why I thought Marshan's article, I know Al tweeted that out, <laughs> but I, I read it immediately when it was out there, and I, I thought it was perfect. And I, I sent it to Gina, my wife, and, and she, uh, she goes, well, what would you think of that? I said, I think he nailed it. I mean, I think he absolutely <laughs> nailed that column. Um, and they used the word behemoth when it was talking about Boomer and Geo, so I did like that. The behemoth mm. that we are. He likes your agent.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.